0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get
1: here. In the world. He's taking another one and another. And Howard Foster has stopped it. Wow! That is going to be controversial. That's a crunching right hand. And that must finish it. It must finish it. Taylor
0: trying to catch himself using his jab, He's the right hand.
2: Hello and good evening everybody, it's Koji here, your host, uh, Raps on TV, back again to talk the best in boxing news and talk about the good fights that are coming up this weekend. I want to thank everybody that's listening over the past past couple of weeks, Uh, UK, US, all those guys overseas, all of that, all of that,
3: we want to hear more of that. Um, I'm here with my co-host Gary. You want to say hello? How you doing, guys? Really good to be here once again. Talking boxing talk. Lots of things happening. Brooke Spencer agreed. Broner at the weekend. Ricky Hatton's new champion. Who I can't pronounce his name, so you're uh, gonna have to. Yeah, not you're not the only one. Hour,
2: <laughs> <laughs> wicked, wicked. So as Gary said, this weekend was a strange one for us, Um, and we're not gonna call him out. Things happen, but we we had a we were in attendance. Raps on TV were at the Dove Box promotion fight. Unfortunately, our key. Chief reporter wasn't able to make it this evening, but he'll be back next week. So Inam's got a report to give all you guys on the fighters that have, that took place down in Dovebox Promotions, um, took place down at the York Hall. You know, we have some good fighters coming from the London scene, um, coming from outside of London. And these are the guys that are trying to make their name in the world of boxing. But we're going to start um and before i even go on let me just remind you we do have a guest and our guest is cal you're wba super flyweight champion um recently won the belt on the anthony joshua undercard against molina so looking forward to talking to him have your questions ready and if you're listening after the show when you want to be on the podcast well just make sure you take you listen to all the questions that we we ask cal so gary brooke versus spence This week, we've got the announcement that it's been made. Mm -hmm. And we're delighted. And we're delighted. So we're going to talk about it. I mean, so just tell me in terms of the style of each fighter. What do you think the style of each fighter could
3: bring to the table for this fight? Um, Kell Brook, champion, won it against Sean Porter in a very close decision. Mm -hmm. Um, In my opinion, hasn't boxed anyone near that level of Porter until he faces Spence Jr., who is very formidable, on a high. It kind of reminds me, I know it's crazy to make the comparison, like we're all going, it reminds me of when Nigel Ben fought McClellan and we were all going nuts about yeah. McClellan because we all thought, you know, he, Nigel was tailor-made for him, He's going to mm-hmm. knock him out. In this sense, Kel isn't so much tailor-made for Spence Jr. because he'll be Spence Jr.'s tough, without a doubt, massive step up yeah. for Spence Jr. But it's just the fashion in which, um, Spence Jr. has gone about his business and in, in, in the guys that he's taken out, you yeah. know. And so if you're looking at who he's fought yeah. over the last two years mm-hmm. and how he's performed over the last two years, it is actually more impressive than Kelbrook I would agree. Other, other than the great but futile effort that Kell put forward against Golovkin, which was, child, in my eyes, you know, God love him. Got massive respect for yeah. him. That was charge of the light brigade stuff. He Precisely. was never ever going to see Didn't twelve really rounds. Never ever going to see twelve rounds. So you know he put his combos together, and all those people say, "Well, he was leading by the end of it." No, really? he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah? <laughs> he was getting worn down. He was getting broken up with all the bravery in the world, of all due respect. He was getting broken up. You know, yeah. a man broke his eye socket with a punch. Nope, so, um, and now he's. But he made his name off of that great showing. Mm-hmm and that's what's led to this fight and i hope it gets the accolades that it deserves and i hope Eddie i mean Eddie's been a, Eddie's a great promoter and i hope he does his job and makes the man in the street once again yeah. buy into the street buy into this fight because this is a fight that the man in the street needs, needs to, to know support. about it's yeah. going to be that good a fight because one thing Kell showed us he's got skills yeah. and he's got big Big testicles. And big if balls, Spence Jr. thinks he's just gonna walk in there, yeah. unload on this kid and win the title, he's got another thing coming. Yeah. Because every day I'm running different intangibles through my head, and yeah. one intangible says to me, Oh, one scenario rather, intangible is a wrong, wrong word, one scenario rather tells me Spence Jr. wins this, mm-hmm. stops him. The other one tells me Kelbrook wins. Yeah. Somehow he finds a win. He's he can out dig, of it. dig deep. Yeah, and I mean, he's proven that before. Yeah. You know? So I
2: think, it, and, and you know, just on that, for me, when I heard that this fight was announced, I was happy. You remember our listeners last week, I actually thought Kelbrook wouldn't take this challenge. Mm. I thought he would look onto bigger pastures. I thought he would think to himself,
3: Pastures? Are you Northern? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Pastures>. <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm, I'm, pastures, I'm, I'm man. Appealing to all the wider, the wider <laughs> group. So. For me, I felt with uh with Spence, I just thought with Spence Jr. I thought that was probably a risk he didn't feel he needed mm. to take in case he lost that fight. Um but like you said, he's got big balls, he yeah, stepped up and he and he fought Golovkin. He no he we all said he didn't have a chance, some mm-hmm. did, but most of us knew he didn't. He's now facing this guy, granted it's in his backyard, but I will not uh, I'll I'll remind everybody that he won the belt overseas. So, yeah. you know, we can't even though I've all I don't know I've criticized decision, him. Which, yeah. I've criticised him to say he's fought his mandatories Mm -hmm. well now he's got a dangerous mandatory and he's stepped up Mm. style of the fighters I'm looking forward to this what Spence when I see him and you know his Southport, big puncher for me good combinations works the body well um, Mm. likes to come up close as well and and He's got, I'll say he's ruthless, to be mm. honest. I would say if I look back to the Bundu performance as yeah. well, um, and we remember how Thurman fought Bundu, mm-hmm. um, Thurman went the, the full distance. Yeah, Spencer took him out of there. And you for me, I would say, okay, it doesn't mean he's better than them, but mm-hmm. I think it showed me that this is a guy that's hungry. Yeah. And I think he's got the hunger. He's been waiting for this shot. And he's been saying strap season, like Gavonta mm-hmm. Davis, mm-hmm. man down. I can't wait to get to I see know, this fight.
3: I know it's um, it's about attitude. It's about you know, um, as a uh, Spencer Fearing would say, you've got to speak these things into reality. Yeah, and you can clearly see that um, Kale hasn't only got to beat a man physically; mm-hmm. he's got to beat this man's spirituality. And I don't know if people might be saying, "Oh, God, Gary's going really deep." Yes. It's a martial art, mm. and you desert and you have to have a certain spirituality about you. So your spirituality is that no matter what adversity comes your way, mm. you are prepared to overcome that. Yeah. You know, and in this guy, Spence Jr., I've seen, I saw a fire in his belly since mm. London 2012. Yep. I saw him; he impressed me more than any other American in that team yep. by far. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's gone from. He's gone to levels to levels to levels and what has what's been very good and it's very it's very um in many ways the careers do are 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 comparable in the fact that um when ked went pro they weren't scared to match him up mm mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't yeah. stay at the same level for too long. He always got didn't matched match up because yeah. he was a Team GB boy. He's got yeah. he's got a grade. Yeah. He's a good boxer. He's by far the best thing that Spence Junior is going to face. The yeah. way that he can switch. Yeah, I agree. Um, his, his speed. His, his speed. His hand eye coordination. The way yeah. he's able to slip out of the way mm-hmm. and um and make you pay. Yeah. Obviously, Spence Junior. Um, he does. He does similar things but mm-hmm. with a from a harder punching perspective he yeah. comes to he comes with guns blazing he's definitely the better body puncher right. what i i agree so what's mm-hmm. there's a
2: lot of there's a notion going around that people feel brooke is the more powerful puncher do do you buy into that
3: no i don't oh, i not not on the last not on the last two to three years yeah um There's been guys that he's gone the distance with that I thought, hmm, really? Yeah. That If I saw them in there against Suspense Jr., would they go the distance? No. On the other side of the coin, we have to always accept... The one thing that people have to accept as well is this whole... It it compares to how everybody's seen this whole Klitschko-AJ fight. Mm -hmm. I spoke to AJ the other day, and I said, you know this is not an easy fight, and he Mm. knows that. And the reason why it's not an easy fight Mm. is because just because Tyson Fury beat Klitschko yes. doesn't mean that AJ beats Klitschko exactly. you know Muhammad Ali struggled to beat Joe Fraser, struggled to beat Ken Norton then George Foreman destroys them both exactly. who do you think is going to win the man in the street obviously thinks George Foreman, George Foreman. Exactly. and, and he goes and has, stops him we know what happened you there. understand so just because A beats B doesn't mean he beats C because So styles make fights styles make fights exactly. and you know this is by far Errol Spence Jr's biggest test this test is immense because Algieri might have been able to outbox him didn't stand a shot because he's not that good a boxer in my opinion he he can move really well and he's overachieved he's a good mover and he's He's a good athlete he's a good athlete you know Um, but no guns so you ain't got no guns Jr. Junior's walking through you Mm -hmm. Bundu on the other hand has been known to go the distance with people he doesn't get stopped and he was destroyed he was Um, and that was a in beat. impressive fashion, yep. Kel. For me, I was sitting ringside when he beat Frankie Gavin, and it wasn't really impressive, it was just a mugging, you oh, know. I, he was too strong for him, too physically strong, you know. Um, and so he wasn't really tested, um, and he hasn't been tested since. Yeah, he hasn't, man. he just hasn't. To was, be fair, he only had two fights in the last couple of years, and those have been Sean Porter. And Golovkin and and well, okay, difficult fights, hundred yeah. percent, because the busiers of these worlds, he shouldn't be. Uh, fighting yeah, them. they shouldn't be. He shouldn't be fighting. Well, you know, I was underwhelmed when when they made that match exactly. up and I understand why they made it because he'd been out a while and mm-hmm. he needs to come back. But
2: it time, and that's what I think kids, the Golovkin yeah. thing did for him in that we knew he wasn't going to win, mm-hmm. but by the lack of competitive fights he had had previously, mm-hmm. I, I guess taking that test showed that he's got a bit of metal. Yeah, going back again, this definitely does that. um I think you know you look at you mentioned something about how the man in the public buys into this. I believe Sky Sports are trying to do that. There was a lot of announcements mm-hmm. on the day of the fight. Um, oh, brilliant! I remember actually being at that Frankie Gavin fight when Brook fought him, and mm. that was after AJ's fight in half the venue emptied out yeah. I remember a lot of people didn't even stay to watch yeah I, was there. I stayed I stayed to I watch stayed as it, well you know, but it was yeah. surprising yeah. given he was kind of like the really the main event at that yeah. stage but we know who who AJ is so for don't me hoping that'll happen now though <laughs> I, I definitely don't think that <laughs> everybody everybody so. looks at um at, at Brooke and he's got a bigger name for himself mm. what for me is impressive with Errol Spence and again it's his hunger but he's got a good care ratio. And like you yeah. said, in terms of how they've matched him, I think if you look at the two careers, I think Spence has always faced 100% a stronger opponent and in, in a challenge in different mm. ways. Kelbrook is going to be his toughest opponent to date by far. Yeah. But for me, I, I don't think he's going to really be worried. My only fear with this fight is whether he could be complacent. But again, I don't think he will because he's fighting overseas. And I think yeah. that
3: will play into the game that that's another that, that, thing that he hasn't fought overseas for many years since yep. he was an amateur so you know there's a lot of factors you know there's a lot of things that say this isn't so as clear cut a fight as I think I think it's falling into I think it's easily falling into the realms of um, Spence Jr. being so impressive mm. and Kel not yeah Kel could have and does have the style yes. to give Spence Jr. a lot of trouble. Absolutely. He will not give him the same look. He can't mm-hmm. give him the same look. And when yeah. I say when I say give him the same look, do the same predictable movements mm-hmm. all the time yeah. in front of Spence Jr. He'll be giving. So him what different... do you want
2: to see from? What do you want to see in terms of
3: Brook his style and his? What do you want to see from him? I think he's either got to lead sharply. Mm-hmm. Land, move his head again, or change angles as he has done before previously, yep. and then be prepared to land again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to take away what Spence Jr. likes to do, which is to get close sometimes, often, mm-hmm. and unload with body shots. He's mm-hmm. gonna have to find an answer for that. Yep. So that's where the old catch and counter comes in. You mm-hmm. catch these shots yeah. on the elbows and counter off the same side, but mm-hmm. at, le- at least let or beat him to the punch as he's going to your body. Either way, he's got to command Spence mm-hmm. Jr.'s respect yeah. early, and I think that's
2: that's where I think from Kel Brook's perspective Mm. I believe Spence is the powerful puncher but wherever people are getting that notion from where Brook is I think Brook needs to show his power even if it is punching the elbows Mm. the forearm the the arms he Mm. needs to let Spence know that look you're in a real Mm. tough fight here Um, for me I think and again it's, it's as you say it's an unknown but I'm thinking how many Southpaws has Kelbrook faced mm. and how has he fought them? Yeah. Top of my mind, I can't think of many, but it'll be interesting Very to see how... Point. and I will is... research that. You, yeah. know,
3: one, you know, that's a great, great, great point because Southpaws normally have... This is why there's so many intangibles, yeah. right? Because... Southpaws have trouble with other southpaws because Mm. your lead jabbing hand is closer to the opponent's head. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not used, they're used to evading it from the orthodox side. And it's not easy, but Mm. they've grown up doing it because 95% of their opponents have been orthodox. Yeah, So that's what happens when you now fight a fellow Mm -hmm. southpaw, the jabs are closer to the head. So Mm. your lead shot is closer to your opponent's head, which means you can... Probably score a bit more easier, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so this is this, this is another one of those. It's just amazing. It's another one of these scenarios that are running through my head can Kell land that jab. Mm. Kell's arms, I think Spence Jr. has got the longer reach. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think so. he's got yeah. the longer reach, longer yeah. torso. Yes, Kell's just much more fixed set, stockier. Yeah, right, you fixed know, set. short arms. quick head. Yeah, yeah. But I would say he's arguably got quicker hands. Yeah. Than Spence Jr. Yeah, yeah. So he's got you know as we saw That's with the, the Golovkin fight, um, and we've got he's got to get in range and get out. I think I think. This is not a fight where he hangs around in the pocket too long. If he hangs around in the pocket, he's got to be prepared for some shots to get through. And he's got to be... If he's in the pocket with him, it's because he wants to be in the pocket and he wants to nail him coming in. That's the only way he's staying in the pocket with someone like Spence Jr. But as you said, it goes back to that whole sample thing. That yes. has just made me go to another level. I'm going home and I'm going to <laughs> watch some more stuff and break
2: this shit down. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's what that's what we want to see. I mm. mean, for me, moving just outside of the fight, mm. where would you like to see this fight stage? London or Sheffield?
3: London. I know, she, I know Kel would like it to be in Sheffield, yeah. you know. But I'd love it to be in
2: London, yeah. man. I, and I know it's not a, a, a Wembley staying yeah. in Marina, but I think no, it should be it's an easy O2. O2, O2, O2. It's an O2
3: deal, man. Eddie will pack out the undercard, I loads of ticket so. sellers, loads of young London boys. Um, get Joel Cordina on it. He'll get a few fans up man, from Wales. I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to seeing Cordina, who's just gone pro video, as well. Yeah, it's this has got all the tangibles of, as I've said, when I went to watch uh, McClellan, I was there watching mm-hmm. McClellan against Nigel Benn years ago Yeah. and that was an incredible night and I think that this fight has got the potential to be up there with that. Yeah. Um, obviously, they, 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 as I said, Kel's not a whacker mm. like Nigel Benn was and he didn't mm-hmm. bring the excitement that Nigel brings. But as I've said, he's put himself in that shot window yeah. and we know he's got big balls yeah. so he's going to really bring it. I mean, um, this year has been... Every year we keep saying it, for the last couple of years we've been saying, oh, amazing year for fights, mm. amazing. It's gone to another level now, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. We've got two of the world await divisions, mm. premier four of the, the premier fighters in the division all fighting one another. Yep. It should be a box-off. It's... Dust off Amir Khan, man. He's not interested <laughs> in fighting them, man, there. Dust him off. I mean, there's yeah. talk about what he wants to be doing, but yeah. These like... men are real. Yep. These men are real. And there was a really good article, can't remember, I just sort of flashed on it, might have been Buncey that wrote it. It was about Mm. the fact that it was... um, Thurman versus Garcia is the first unification fight Mm -hmm. since Don Curry and Milton McCrory.
2: I think, yeah, I have heard something like that.
3: Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, And also the fact that they're both unbeaten. Mm. Um, And I've liked Thurman for about three or four years when I I watched him fight um, Robert Guerrero Mm -hmm. and... um, I love the fact that he just said, you know what, he's just one of many guys that I want to beat. I want mm. to fight everybody. Yeah, I want to fight, and that was when he was talking. He wanted to fight Mayweather. Yeah, you know, he just got that. You can see he's got that belief in him um, that he wants to fight yeah. everyone, and I, and I love that. And that's you know what? And throwback. touching on that, and mm. that's why I think
2: the again the Brook, I mean, sorry, the Spence Jr. thing is so mm. interesting because when he was calling out Mayweather, Mayweather mm. was saying, "You guys need to go and fight L. Spence. That's yeah. the man. You guys need to test yeah. yourself." And they kinda like shirked and <laughs> I think they
3: knew there was it was the risk factor, yeah, you know. Yeah. The, and Mayweather knew more so soap because apparently. Yeah, I mean, you he heard, heard the stories. rumors. I
2: heard that he put it on him in his sparring. Yeah. Yes. So and yeah. you know, I mean, like yeah. you know, sparring is sparring, but yeah, I would not be surprised that mm. Spencer would have really raised his game to fight fuck, spar with Mayweather. Yeah. So for me, Um, I think it makes the division really interesting I think you look at who's got belts you look at Mm. Pacquiao's there you've got Garcia Thurman of course one of them is going to lose and then out of this fight I mean this year I think for me out of all the divisions this should be the year that champions are really fighting each other because I agree with you boxing's been on and up but I think this is the year we've got champions in various divisions good quality, yeah. that can fight each yeah. other and make interesting fights And for you know fans. what?
3: Interesting and great fights and if they lose, they don't lose. You lose on paper. That's it. Yeah, but you fought, you know, back in the 40s, 50s, 60s and whatever, yeah. man fought man. If you lost, you, you lost. lost. You didn't came ma- back, yeah, you anything. came back. You know, this whole thing about, in, in many ways, that little critting over in Vegas, Mayweather, he's created this whole unbeaten rubbish yeah Yeah. Ray Leonard lost to Roberto Duran nearly lost to Thomas Hearns Mm. doesn't hurt him getting into the Hall of Fame Manny Pacquiao has been dropped got dropped on his face by Manuel uh, Marquez Um, you know Juan Marquez Um, Manuel what am I talking about and um, you know it's not hurt these guys' legacies because they were in there with the best yeah yeah, Do you know, and, and I would
2: still say that Mayweather was in there with good fighters of his era. Mm-hmm. I think his era was not as good as others. Yeah, but I think it's the fighters that are coming through now mm. that are trying to say, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to fight this guy yeah. because I'm trying to protect my o." And I think the greatest example really is Canelo. I mean, yeah. I'm I will always say I was disappointed he vacated against uh, Golovkin, mm. but if I still look at his CV of fighters, he's got good
3: great resume he's got a good competition and you know what and he's lost I I really in my heart of hearts I know fighters Mm. this kid can fight yeah and he's got a fighter's heart Mm. and I really do believe that it's his team that have said to him listen trust us yeah this fight ain't right now. Let yeah, it cook up. Let it cook up. It's just like Angelo Dundee said, yeah. let just let it cook up. Yeah. Just trust us. Give okay. up the title and then, and then we'll, we'll fight him when we're, when we're ready. Yeah. yeah, not when everybody's telling you you have to fight him. I mean, I, I, I understand the argument. You can't say going up and fighting for a middleweight title, call yeah. yourself a middleweight king yeah. and then there's another man walking around the turf, Golovkin. Because yeah. that's like a it's lion. Hard, right? That's like a lion on the plains saying, listen, this is my pride. All yeah. these women are mine. <laughs> all these gals are mine. You have to, and, uh, and if another man steps on his plane, another two lines, take step care on, of... he's got to fight. He's exactly. got to fight or die. So I think you're totally right. I understand that argument.
2: Yeah, so I, I mean, understand. and and we'll get into that over throughout the year because I'm pretty certain we're going to be it's discussing that more. I hope it does. And when um, it does,
3: Canelo's going to win.
2: Wait, right, we'll, we'll get into that. Watch <laughs> out. But for me, um, again, just going back to this news of Brooke Spence, like you said, I think mm. all it has done for the world of boxing is just really you know, take the level of what we are going to get Mm. as fans up. has brought it to another level and I think for me, I can't wait for this fight more so because it's talent coming to the UK. One thing I love being a boxing fan Mm. as well as now, you know, discussing it on this podcast show is just seeing good fighters and watching them because there's one thing on the TV,
3: it's like football, you see them on the TV but in, live in the flesh, there's a different... When you watch the workouts, the public workouts, I mean, I was fortunate enough to... um, and to go and watch um, John Mugabe work out mm-hmm. um, Mike McCullum the great Mike McCullum yeah. arguably the best Caribbean fighter with the exception of mm. Jersey Joe Walcott ever mm. to watch him work with Eddie Farch and Thel Torrance was mm. just an education I mean. in itself um, Joe McClellan you yeah. know when he came over I mean he had this old aura and mystique of being mm-hmm. his Hard punching, sullen man, mm. and he was he was a quite a dark soul, mm. you know. But just to watch him hit the That's pads in the I mean. way that and what yeah. that gives the fans, you yeah, know, and even it's if you amazing. no matter what side of the fence mm. you are, you're a
2: pro boxer, you're amateur, yeah. you're fine, you absorb. You saw that effect with Andre Ward coming yeah. over, recently. I think it's going to be exciting well, with Golovkin, to get, when he came over, and
3: all my mates, with, a few of my mates, Spencer, we went, Spencer, went, Garden, Spencer said he went to watch him work and and was out, banging the drums. When he hit them,
2: punches it. Trust me. So for me, I think this is a fight that we're all looking mm. to see. So I'm going to put you on the line. Who wins? You can tell me how if you want to, but who
3: wins? Do you know what? It would be remiss of me to give a bold statement. You've asked me about, hey, Baloo, I've been been clear on that. You've asked me about numerous other fights I've been clear on. Mm. I cannot Mm. every day. You know what? Every day my mind keeps changing on this one. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you had to say to me, Gary, this is your last twenty pound you can bet. Yeah. I'm gonna go Spence Jr. Yeah. And last week I tweeted that it was um Kel just. Yeah. And now I change again. And <laughs> that's how close this fight is. Yeah. It really is. It is just so close on paper that you and then one of them could chin the other. Yeah. You know, Kel's a sharp puncher. Yeah. El, El El won't El won't be as hit as hard as Kel's gonna hit. That's... Him. and those um, are the things that we need to mm. think out for me I have to say
2: leading up to it and because I felt there was a bit of hesitancy to go into this fight Mm -hmm. I think I will stick with my opinion of Spence Jr. Mm -hmm. for now Um, but again I'm going to listen and just keep an eye out on what happens you know listen more about the camp the training and then yeah, I I may change my mind. I try not to, but mm. I'm sticking Spence Jr. I think he's gonna win. I think yeah. he's gonna deliver the goods. I think I look at his records. He's got 21 fights, 18 KOs. I'm not saying he's knocking out Brook, mm. but I just think he's one of those fighters that is on a trajectory to keep moving yeah. and up, go for bigger, big better things. I mean, people spoke about him from Crawford. I think he blows Crawford away mm-hmm. because of the, the weight. I think Jr. could easily go up and start mm-hmm. fighting people at one five four. Mm-hmm. He's a big, solid guy, mm-hmm. and I think. I think that is what could go against Brook but mm-hmm. I think if Brook is 100% fight at his at his ability at 147 as mm-hmm. well then I think we're we're going to expect a cracking fight yeah, and I yeah, think there yeah. will be no loser because we've watched a great fight mm-hmm. that's that's how I see it so mm-hmm. and then on this weekend we've got our main man and i say main man because he's all about billions and everybody says the flashy Adrian Broner was the uh, was, was the biggest thing to mm-hmm. be so now he's fighting uh, Adrian Garridos um no title at stake. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a bit of controversy during this week because it was supposed to be at um, super light. Now I hear that Boner has had issues with his weight. So he's now... Again. Again, he's moving to 154. Obviously, Broner's had some issues. You know, he fought Theophane for well, the... Boner's moving
3: to 154. That's what it's say. I think the, the fight is at what one five, four five, He ain't getting up to Well, one, this is what I'm five, saying. How, it, it, Could you, you imagine him that? in
2: there with someone like Charlo? Well, that's my point. How was he... Getting... Sorry, 145. Pardon, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. me. 145, 145. Yeah. Um, but even still, even at 147, when he mm. tried to... He struggled his best. When he was at one was 135, mm. fighting the birds, that's when he was yeah. really powerful. But I don't think he takes his power out with him well. Um, no. He's had issues, obviously, after the Theophone fight, not making weight. In between, we know, he went to prison. Mm-hmm. Couple of Instagram issues. I mean this fight, what how important is this fight to Bonus career from from your
1: Massively
3: because um he's got it all to gain and move on mm-hmm. and he's got a whole lot to lose because this Garridos, I've checked his record, um he's a solid, solid pro. Mm-hmm. He's a throwback pro. He's lost four fights, not been stopped in any of them. Yeah. They've all been split decisions, majority decisions, mm-hmm. one unanimous decision, but they've all been against good, unbeaten fighters or fighters that have only lost yeah. one fight. Yeah. So Felix um, Diaz. You know, and he will have trained because he ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah. Mm. So Broner's got everything to lose. You wonder about his application because when this fight's made 8, 10, 12 weeks ago, he agreed to make a weight. Yeah. He agreed to make a weight. All of a sudden, can you imagine, like, let me tell you something, right? I've been in camps and I've been, I'm not going to mention guys' names, but they like to lose about 10-pound of mm. water the night before, before they're weighing. Mm. But that's because they know they can do it. Mm. Yeah. He's been doing this for a while now. So for him to not even say that he can go anywhere near the weight now tells you okay. about his application yep. during camp. Yep. Yeah. That's the worrying thing. That tells you about his application. And I'm you know, he's a free weight world champion now, isn't he? Uh, yes he's yes, three-weight he three world three champion three so he's not overachieved he's achieved really really yeah. well um, but I still think there was more to come from him I mm-hmm. still think a, a really well applied Adrian Broner could have had a real yeah. big say could have been Aaron Pryor of mm-hmm. the 140s It could have been a Terence Crawford mm-hmm. fight down the line yeah. with this attitude I'm just not sure if we're going to see those fights yeah. materialise for me um, I have to say
2: going you mentioned something about the Mayweather effect mm-hmm. I think Broner took the, the negative of the Mayweather effect mm-hmm. seeing all the flash all the glitz money Mayweather mm-hmm. but list, everybody knows Mayweather works very very exactly. hard never had any exactly. issues
3: in have between fights have you ever seen Mayweather out of shape you haven't So never you, that,
2: that kind of tells yeah. you how he lives his life yeah. Broner I saw a picture of him at a basketball game like his Chinks dad cheeks were p- puffy yeah. w- carrying a big uh, tray of Doritos yeah. with cheese and a massive cola and I'm like yeah. dude what is going on yeah. Like, you cannot keep having this issue. Mm. If you're having issues with weight, you're at the wrong rate with yeah. weight. Mm. So for me, I do think it's a very important fight for him. Um, I hope he can be impressive because, you know, if he can win in good, spectacular style, I think there's some there's some big fights out mm. there for him. Um, but I think his mindset now um, is going to be key. Like mm. you asked, can he can he apply himself in the right fashion? Mm. That's all people are going to be looking at because Garridos, as much as it's a, a good test. Nobody's going to be looking back at the you know at the end of the year and say, "Oh, that was a that that really reignited his career." All We're it's going to do is his
3: name wrong. You know, Granados. 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 Let's get real, folks. Let's get. We, we have
2: See, to do I'm that. I'm being thorough, folks. I, 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 I'm being thorough. I'm going to test you when we get to hands fight. Oh, right? oh, <laughs> that, but so yeah, so you know, for me, I think it's a really big fight for Bro, and I think. If he can come through, get the win Mm. in impressive fashion, I think... If he gets the win in
3: impressive fashion against this guy, if he goes even inside... I mean, having said that, the the lack of weight-making still...
2: Is a course. Is a fine. still
3: yeah, it makes me question the validity of the win because yeah. he's now got even more of an advantage yeah, to a certain degree. Point. Yeah, you know, you it might it fight. might be a disadvantage. It's whether he can carry that weight. If he does carry the weight well, mm. then it was
2: to his advantage, wasn't it? That's the thing. And I, I think mean? and even when I look back at the Theophane fight, I mean, mm. of course, you know, I I know Theophane a lot of respect for him, mm. respect where he's come from, but Broner was a big step up and yeah. he was a power always a more skillful, powerful guy. But on that night, the power was more telling because when he would punch him, mm. it really didn't look like it was phasing him. It was only yeah. after the fight where Bernard was like, "My ribs are in pain and mm. I'm bruised up and so forth." But yeah. for me, um, I think it's a, it's it's a big test for him. Um, I'm looking forward to see. Uh, what he does um, on the undercard we've got a few fighters coming back you've got Lamine, Lamont Peterson mm-hmm. um, who's fighting again I'm going to have to test you with the pronunciation Avanacian. Avanace David yeah. That's. I think that should be a good contest yeah. Peterson has been on one of these PBC guys that have been very quiet um, and haven't really done much in the last what eight, 12 years at the very least yeah. so for me um, that should be a good fight unfortunately folks that's going to be one you're going to have to stream um, purely because it's not being shown anywhere Um before we move on, Gary, we're talking about Hatton's fighter. So his name, Zanat Zakianov. Yeah, Zakianov. Beat yeah, Rashid Zaky Warren Yandere, yeah. um, for the, uh, what, it was a bantamweight weight yeah. belt. Um, one away. Uh, he's
3: now registered, I think he's from Kazakhstan. Yeah. Um, good fight. Keep possessing the, keep, well, he's followed in the older Golovkin sort of thing, hasn't he? Perfect. You know, Zanat Zakianov. I mean, he was 20, 25 and 1 going in. Yeah. You know, had to be respected you know wax a bit he had 18kO's going in mm-hmm. so um you know he 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 rocked he rocked Warren early mm-hmm. and uh what a sort of fight he rocked him early and then he sort of made sure he won most exchanges yeah you know he he um he I mean for me it was a valid win so mm-hmm. um yeah it was really good it was really good it's good, good for Ricky to have because Ricky's gone yeah. Ricky's gone a strange way of um doing business I mean Mm -hmm. he's done a lot of business with a lot of foreign guys you say well how can he make any money with these guys but what they do they get them they keep building up Mm -hmm. the wins yeah get them into a position where yeah. they either are mandatory or yeah. they're like a top three or four, yep. get them a world title fight and then they run with it. Yeah. And um, but, this but kids if, run with it and, and But even if he comes, brings that title back to the UK, there's
2: some yeah. exciting fights. You look at Jamie McDonald, would he yeah. want a piece of him? Yeah. Uh, Yamanake Tete. Mm. So let's hope that can bring some exciting fights to the UK because I, I think, think I
3: think on what I saw, I don't think Jamie Mack would be too quick to get involved because in, he is yeah. a busy boy, this yeah. guy, and he's big for the weight. Yes, yeah. He's big weight. So... Um, We'll see, we'll see. So,
2: guys, uh, we are now joined by our guest. um, Recently won his WBA world champion flyweight, super flyweight belt um, on the Anthony Joshua undercard. um, A man that uh, is represented in Birmingham. A man that we've had the pleasure of watching. Believe that technically uh, on the night, actually, he gave one of the best performances, Mm. um, in my opinion. It was definitely top three fights of that night. Um, Mr. Kau Yafai. Hello, Kau Yafai. How you doing? How you doing? So you well? You right, mate? We're good. Yeah, We're good. Bad, I'm here with Gary Logan.
4: Yes, Gary.
2: How you <laughs> doing, mate? <You're laughs> right.
4: Yeah, not bad. Thank you.
2: Good, good, good. Glad good. to have you on board. Definitely glad to have you. So, congratulations. Um, we enjoy being in the company of world champions, and obviously that was a great way to end the year for yourself. Um, and now you started. We're in 2017, and do you want to just tell us a bit about you in terms of how you got into boxing and and maybe describe your style for us? Yeah,
4: um I got into boxing basically. We used to love watching Prince Nassim, me and my brothers. Mm-hmm. Um my younger brother Gamal got got started mm. started boxing about se- when he was 7. Um 3 or 4 weeks later I followed him to the gym and that was it. We fell in love with the sport.
2: Perfect. And and I guess the style, your style in terms of the type of fight you are. How would you describe your style?
4: Um I think I'm a bit of a box fighter really. Mm. You know, um a lot a lot of people a lot of people have seen throughout my pro career on the front foot very aggressive um and as you've seen in my last fight I showed that I couldn't box as well mm. and um hit and move and done what I needed to do to win so um yeah I'm a box fighter I do I, I can do it all really I think good good yeah that's what
3: you've shown us so far um you've shown us that you've been able to be adaptable which is very important, especially when you move to world level, isn't it? You can't just have one star. You can't just go straight in. I mean, if you're a really aggressive fighter, you just can't be gung-ho, can you? You've got to be a bit clever about how
4: you go about your business. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, if, if if I just went forward in my last fight and um, tried to have a toe-to-toe war mm. with Lewis Conception, then it would have been a very, very tough night. Um, yeah, it... I would have took would have shipped a lot of punishment. Mm. Uh, tough fighter. It'd... Yeah, and it would have took time off my career, so... Mm.
2: Good and and so, in terms of your, you, we are talking about your career and obviously at amateur level. We know, um, or just for the listeners out there, okay, We're going to just let them know that obviously you won a silver in uh, the Beijing
4: Olympics, correct? No, no, I went no. to the
1: Olympics. You went to the yeah,
2: Olympics, you, you didn't win it. Oh, you didn't. No, yeah. you want to. You didn't win a silver.
4: No, no, the, the guy I lost to ended up lo- winning yeah. the silver medal. Ap- Apologies. But yeah, so you Cuba. went there. It was the
2: European you... Union
4: Championships, It was European, Europe, yeah. So yeah. you got, you, yeah.
2: so you done well there. And then obviously for 2012, obviously you had, the you lost the decision to Andrew Selby. Um, but you turned pro after that. What what made you turn pro after what, that could be viewed as some as being a disappointment? You know, what what made you turn pro that year? I think
4: um, I, I'd had enough of damage circuit. I'd been on the GB set up since 2005, so... Mm. Mm-hmm. I was an I was representing GB for seven years. Um, mm. To do one Olympic cycle is a lot, but to do two Olympic cycles is you know it's yeah. more than enough. And I just got stale towards the end, mm. and I wasn't really enjoying boxing. So I knew I needed something new to focus on.
3: Mm. I hear that a lot with um, the guys on the team GB. You know, um, it's nothing. To, it's nothing bad about what Team GB does. It's just that. You are fighting continually fighting and sparring with the world's best, aren't you?
4: Yeah, that's it. It's, it's not only the it's not only the fights, you mm. know. Um you know, you travel, it's a traveling. you travel probably once a month all over the world, mm. fighting these top fighters, but it's a training camps as well, doing mm. a lot of sparring with all these countries. Mm. And um yeah, it's, it takes a lot out of you.
3: Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um What's I mean, obviously with the exception of with the exception of um Conception what was being what was what was the fight that made you think as a pro right i'm 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 nearly there now this is the time to really push it on if Eddie says to me there's a world title fight on the offing," was there a fight early in your career sort of mid career or more recently close to the conception fight that made you think right I'm ready for this
4: um I think what it was I think that when you get told by your trainers and mm-hmm. Eddie as well that you're nearly there and you I think it was just the way I was beating people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I was never I've never really been in a tough fight. So I think that I think they knew that I had I had the talent. I'd, mm. I'd I'd already had the you know I've, I've had a good amateur career. I've picked a lot off. Um and I'd had, by the time I'd had my fight, I had twenty fights. So it's mm. a lot for someone at my you know as a as a super flyweight. Yeah, yeah. Because
2: so, you um, had the fights in. I was yeah. going to say you had about eight fights in in the space of less than what a year. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I'd, well, I had eight fights in seven months. Yeah. That's
3: fantastic, because you know what, God, you know, most of these kids nowadays, if they have six fights a year, that's a lot for them. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know what <laughs> I mean? It's a joke, because yeah. when I turned pro, I had, I went pro Mickey Duff, I turned pro October 88, by November 89, I'd had 11 fights. Wow. Yeah, man. That's the thrill. That's and a one of them was in America.
2: Yeah, see, that's a throwback. You know what man. I mean?
3: That's proper. Getting out there. Yeah.
2: Facing opponents. Yeah, Loved experience. It. Loved
3: it. Lived the life, you know, you know, and that's what these kids got to do. You know, this, this definitely what Cal's done is prepared himself for world class level early. Yeah, you know, and I think that. Do you find this, mate? That are you, are you, like, as you I mean, obviously you don't know who your next opponent is yet, do you?
4: No, but they're sorting it out now, so hopefully mm. it should be an announcement Have you got any before. idea?
3: Have you had a look at say three or four? Is your, your coaching team had a look at three or four? Sort of giving you any sort of names?
4: Yeah, yeah, we've been we've been given a few names, and we're, mm. we're really set on the one. So, um. Hopefully that should be announced in the next week or two, hopefully.
3: Yeah, because I mean, what I was saying, I was I was looking, I mean, uh, you look at you look at Bantamweight, Superfly and Flyweight, because there is such a dearth of mm-hmm. these guys, there's not loads of them around, mm. the ones that are around are really they good fighters, it. Yeah. you know, so you, you can't take your eye off the ball f- for any reason, can you?
4: No, no, you can't. You know? It's like the Superflyweight division now I'm in. Is, oh, it's, it's so exciting. It's, mm-hmm. it's a very, very deep division, yeah. like... All four of us, all the four champions. Mm. You know, I think our records. We've only got one loss between all four of us. Um, yeah, yeah. and that, and you know, and that that just speaks for itself. Um, yeah. A lot of big punchers, very exciting fighters. You know, and it's li- it's led by the pound for pound number one in Roman Gonzalez. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, and
3: you've expressed um, you've expressed an interest in fighting him. You really want to fight him, didn't you?
4: Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, mm. that that that's the one. I've you know I've spoke to Eddie. I've spoke to my team about it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, you know I'm not I'm not I'm not deluded I know that it's a tough tough fight mm. um and I know it's not I know I'm not ready for that right now mm. but after two or three defenses of my world title mm. and you know step up the opposition and yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be there
1: mm.
2: and it's, a, it's a, I mean it's a great opportunity to be in with guys like Gonzalez even in um you know he's obviously a good champion mm-hmm. um is that somebody that you would look to try to look to face in the future as well
4: yeah 100% um you know these kind of guys they are very they're very very good fighters yeah. but i just think that i adapt very well to all sorts of styles and not only that but not only be my boxing IQ but i think my size my strength as well yeah, and obviously for the way, my power.
2: so so Cal, you won the WBA um back back in december um do you want to just tell us because that's a massive achievement so again congratulations just do you want to just tell us and the listeners a bit about that night and what it's been like for you since then
4: yeah, um, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a mad weekend to be honest because I, I knew I was in for a tough tough fight. Um, a lot of people didn't think I was going to win the fight, mm-hmm. but obviously once I weighed in, I I, I then realised at the weighing that my the, the champion weren't going to make the weight, so he weighed just under the bantam weight limit, where mm-hmm. I just weighed just under the super weight limit, so. It, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of stuff going on the day before the fight, which could have been very distracting. But mm. lucky enough, my team dealt with it all. Um, I just kept my head on what I was meant to do, and um, yeah, I was very relaxed. Mm. Um, yeah, so I I just made sure that once once the fight was going ahead, due to the weight, um, I just, I just my head was on the job. I just texted Eddie and I just said to him, um. I'm not gonna be walking out second now because <laughs> he ain't the
0: champion.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Good. And um, so talk about the fight in itself. How you you know, obviously we know how you approach it. You've obviously got that that resilience that you've had, you know, I mean seven years of team G B man, that more than prepares you for going pro. And now you box at the elite level at um, at amateur. Yeah. So, how did this feel in comparison to that? Was it just a difference in crowd? What what um, were the, what were the
4: differences for you? No, I, I think I think the main thing was I just I knew that one I couldn't take take my eye off the ball because mm-hmm. I knew if I get caught he could, he'd, he'd, he'd be able to hurt me. Yeah, not only lie. that, but yeah, yeah he punches very hard, mm-hmm. and um, I knew that he's not like the other p- opponents I fought. That when I hit them hard, they're gonna they're gonna roll over. Yeah. This kid, this kid would not roll over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I normally hit guys with left hooks, and and I can see I can see the expression mm. in their faces, and they're they're really hurt. But this guy, as soon as I hit him with with these dirty counter left hooks, mm. he was just like smiling at me. So <laughs> <laughs> on <Yeah>. your bike. <laughs> but what <laughs> I, I did
3: like, like about that is that you'd hit him with a hard shot, but then you'd finish it with a jab, or your your next shot was a jab. It was always like be a straight shot. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you came out at angles very cleverly, which I I love seeing that in fighters. I think that I like to see fighters with ring awareness. And um, that's what I definitely saw in that fight because, as you said before the fight, you you said that if you've either got to be up very close to him, or you've got to be at distance you can't be at mid-range because that's when he was dangerous and I I thought I wonder if he can really stick to that game plan because it's all good saying it going into a fight and that's what really did impress me that you did stick to it you were either up up close and nullifying Mm -hmm. plus digging him with a few left-ups to the body which I did like to see that's my favourite shot <laughs> I was, I loved I'm that. not gonna lie to you. I was gonna say,
2: for me, Cal, one of the things that impressed me about you is when you finish opponents with the body shot. Yeah. So, you had that guy, I think the Hungarian, not the Ajtai, um, back in last middle of last year, which you fin- finished him, um, first round, if I remember correct, mm. first, second round, yeah,
4: first round, yeah.
2: And he, he was two body knocked him down with two body shots, mm. and the guy was just wincing with pain. So, for me, and he didn't come in there with a shabby record, he came in there. With a with a not bad record to be fair, I think he lost two fights going in. So, for me, um, yeah, that's one of the areas I've really been impressed. Just watching you, again, just going back to the night of you know the the Molina fight. There were some big good contenders for fight nights, but I thought technically um, you put on a show mm. uh, against Conception. He's a tough guy from Panama. We know these guys; they come to fight um, and they stand there. And for me, I felt I felt that the your movement, um, you know, your guards everything I felt was on point and it was a great crowning to kind of see you kind of take that, the the belt because it was one of those, it's one of those fights that the fan doesn't really give it the right credence. You know, people don't look at it and think how they don't understand how much of a big achievement that is. But for what that does to you now for your career, I think it just, like you said, you've got bigger opportunities in Gonzalez or in Inoue, but I think really, actually it can really cement your legacy. Um, and talking of legacies, you know, you said you watched somebody growing up, uh, another guy famous with Yemeni roots, Prince Nassim Hamid. Um, that must make you feel, and your family maybe even, just so proud to know that you're kind of following in his footsteps and you're achieving your dreams at least step by
4: step. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he's he's a man that we all grew up watching. You know, uh, beg, we used to beg my mum to pay that $40, 95 mm-hmm. and $12. Yeah. <laughs> We used, to, we, used to beg, we used to beg hard, man. But, um, yeah. <laughs> we to, well, we you what? have
3: to come to, listen, when you're next in London, come down to my gym, BXR, in um, Baker Street. The one that Anthony Joshua is a club ambassador of. Not only have we got Anthony down there doing his um, uh, strength and conditioning, like, hashtag like <laughs> name drop, name drop. But also, Nassim's brother has been made a founder member. Murad and obviously yeah, Nassim yeah, yeah. comes in I did pads with his son the other day I did pads with Nassim's son
1: oh, who, okay. who's
3: never boxed because obviously his dad doesn't want him to box mm, but yeah. he can whack he can half whack so whenever you're in London just come down and uh, you can meet your hero because Nass- I only spoke to Nas last week
4: yeah yeah, I, yeah I've, met, I've met him a couple of times yeah, yeah. Um, I, was, I was sitting with him at the Brook and uh, Brook and Golovkin fight
3: yeah oh, nice. uh, he's something else I mean it's amazing, isn't it that um he still he had that effect on you, I mean he obviously he was the reason why he started boxing, I would imagine
4: yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah, yeah,
3: and um you know every now and again like i I watch fights all the time, mm. and I never stop going back to when he went over to the States and yeah. knocked out the Kevin Kelly's and yeah. the Augie Sanchez's all these fights were that It was just like drama right until the end <laughs> when them big old legs of his just yeah. right. <laughs> are oh, mate, yeah, honestly, that guy, honestly, so much power, you know, amazing to watch. Amazing to watch. So, so Cal,
2: um, part of our show, um, as you know, is, uh, we have a calling feature. So we're going to go out to the lines to listeners, uh, See we've got a couple of calls callers on the line. Um we actually have a resident, um so I'm gonna name and shame her, but Karina. we do we do have our resident on the line, um but we love the support. Um so Carl, um I'm opening the line nine one eight, but I know that it should be it's Karina.
4: Karina. Hiya, no. yes, yeah, hiya Carl, how are you? <laughs> Hello, Karina. Hello.
1: Hiya, yes, hiya, yes, yeah. hiya. Hiya Carl, well done by the way. It was she's great she's being be- she's in very Manchester. quiet. I- Can you hear me?
2: Can you yeah, hear now I can. Perfect.
1: Right, okay, yes, yeah. Hiya Cal. it's uh, great to be in Manchester seeing you win your world title, obviously. So yeah, great stuff.
4: Yeah, I know I know I know I know Karina well. I know you well, Karina. I know you see I see you at all the shows.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be Birmingham <laughs> obviously in uh in May as well. So yeah, yeah, which will be Fantastic. good. So just cool. a couple of quick questions that I've got for you. First of all, um with Charlie Edwards moving up.
2: Hi, Karina, you're fading out there.
1: C- can you hear me? Yeah, that's we heard better. you
2: again. That's better. You were fading out, yeah. All
1: oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna. Um, I was just saying, with Charlie Edwards moving up to um, Superfly, do you see, you know, a future sort of old British title fight with uh, with Charlie?
4: Um, yeah, you know, if, if 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 that's what if he's up for it, yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, yeah. I know I know Charlie well from the squads and things like that, and he's a he's a lovely kid, nice kid. I've um, got a lot of time yeah. for him, but um, this boxing game is it's it's a it's a business for me. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, if if, if it yeah. makes sense, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a, right. it's a fight. Okay. It's a fight I wouldn't shy away from.
1: Excellent. I'd like to see that eventually. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. So yeah, um, the other one was other the super flyweight division. Obviously, it's quite cosmopolitan with the champions we've got. We've got like the other belts are a Nicaraguan, a Japanese, and a Filipino. Do you, um. Maybe after um, you know a couple of defenses, do you see a unification fight with any of those belt holders at all?
4: Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. You know that's that, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at the Gonzalez one. That's the one we want. Um, Excellent. That, yeah. That yeah. can be made. I'm sure. I'm sure that can be made. I'd love made to before. see that. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah, will. You'll... I think everybody will. <laughs> yeah, everybody will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Definitely. yeah.
2: Perfect. Thanks, okay, thanks, Karina. So, I appreciate your questions, yeah. and we're going to move on to another caller. But thank you again, Karina. We love the support. So, moving out to 694. 694, the floor is all yours. Question: oh. Hello? Hi,
0: it's Michael Angelo Stella.
2: Hi, Michael. How are you doing? Remember you Hi, calling yeah. a couple I'm of weeks ago? To good, good, good.
0: Um, yeah, just um, basically, I mean, it's something the last caller actually ch- uh, touched on was um, you know, unification fights. Um who does who do you think, um uh, of, do you see as the um the best of the champions at, at your
4: uh place? Well they will have to be they will have to be out of a new way in Gonzalez, but um mm-hmm. I think Gonzalez is the one to chase. Obviously he's he's, he's rated number one pound for pound. Mm. Um and obviously it's a it's a big big money fight as well. So mm. that's a, bit- that's the one I'm chasing. <laughs>
0: Um your immediate plans and like you know, as a long term goals, do you have any? Do you, do you would you like consider in time like a move up in weight to try and win a world
4: title at Banson weight? Yeah, hundred percent. Um the plan is to obviously fight in Maine, Birmingham, um, you know, bring in world championship boxing back to Birmingham which which hasn't been done for many years mm-hmm. and um unify the division and then obviously move up and try and do it all again. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thank, thank. Can, I just, can, I, just, yeah, can I just say one thing?
0: before yeah, go. go ahead. Go um, ahead. I don't know if any bo- people out there listening um, who collect boxing memorabilia, I mean, I know it's a way off, and I'd just like to let people know in advance uh, that um, I am a promoter for the London Boxing Memorabilia Fair. Uh, we're on Facebook. Um, the fair actually takes place in October, October the 14th. Um, uh, yeah, um, and it's in Regent's Park. So if anyone wants to sort of, like jot that down, mm. jot
1: yep. down
0: It runs from one thirty to yep. five thirty, and um, you know, all, all, everybody's welcome. Oh, Do
3: perfect. you have like old boxing news programs, like old boxing seen news seen. magazines? No, I
0: mean, I mean, I just give you a quick rundown. I mean, last year, for example, we had an a historian there called Miles Templeton, and he's in like pre-war sort of era. I mean, mm. people, like, and look up because I mean, my great uncle um, was an expert you know, he, he boxed in 1931, he had 11 contests. You, funny enough, you, you touched on that earlier, Gabby, mm. uh, you know, you had those 11 contests and, and you know, that sort of reminded me. Yeah. And he, he boxed like 11 times in 1931, he boxed at the uh, ring in Blackfriars,
3: mm-hmm. um, yeah. in
0: front of Panama al the, the former world wow but,
3: nice. uh, just,
0: just getting back to that, yeah, I mean, Miles Templeton, he literally had his laptop there, he said, what's his name? I told him his name, Alfa Sera. He said, bum, 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 and he said, there you go, £4. And he also printed off some field posters. But just get into that, uh, Get back to Miles, he had a, a load, I mean, literally these cratefuls of boxing magazines. Yeah, well... KO magazine, mm. the excellent pin-up from the 80s, um, World Boxing, like, like 20 pence each, or 15 oh, for two
3: Mate, hours. I'm there October 14th. Oh, I'm perfect. I'm missing so that.
2: i tell you what, Michael, what we're going to do is um, obviously we know you're listening a regular caller, um, so obviously, yeah. definitely closest to the time. Uh, we make sure we do a yeah. shout out. You follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll share any posts that you've got there. So appreciate you calling in, Michael. Um, thank you once cheers, again, Cheers, mate. Cheers, Aye, Cal? Yeah, yeah, cheers. So thank thanks for that. Um, going to two listeners today, but again, uh, more more listening from the show on the podcast. Um, so just talk to us about you know you obviously you're working inside signed to room. How, how 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 did that come about? How how did it work with them approaching you and you know, what did you have other offers, and what attracted you to Matchroom at the time that you signed with them? Well,
4: well, at the beginning when I first went to turn pro, um, obviously I I spoke to Eddie a few times, and I just went down to the to the Matchroom office, and we we didn't really do a deal at the beginning. Um, we talked, and I I decided to stay on the program, on the Olympic program for a bit longer. Um, financially, it it made sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was because uh, I was making quite a bit of money on there, so mm-hmm. I thought I'd stay there for a bit. But then, went once once Matchroom had got the Sky deal, I'd turn pro with them once once that had happened. Um, and yeah, it went from there. And obviously, I've had a brilliant relationship with Matchroom. Um, they've pro- they've done everything they promised for me, and you know, so no need for me to 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 even think about anything else mm-hmm. at the moment. <laughs>
3: yeah. So you're fighting on May the twelfth, Birmingham. Let's go back to that thirteenth, yeah, thirteenth. Sorry, um, you, ex- you, to say you're to say you must be excited about your homecoming. Um, must be an understatement.
4: Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Mm-hmm. It's something I can't wait for. You know, uh, to, to, it's it's a pleasure for me to bring back world mm-hmm. championship boxing to my home mm-hmm. city. Um, it's been craving it for a long, long time. And yeah, I just I just can't wait for it. It's going to be a special occasion.
3: Yeah, that must be amazing. um we recently had Andrew Selby on the show as well. Obviously, you and him go way back to the amateurs. How many yeah. amateur contests did you have with him? Three, three. And how did you how did you go on with him? Uh one, two, and he beat me once. Wow, wow. So, it's, so that's so that's a fight down the road that you'd love to have again, wouldn't you? With um, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. That's a that, that's a fight that can happen as well. Yeah.
3: Um, oh my god. Yeah, surely.
4: He's he's a weight below me at the moment, mm. but um. You know there's I'm sure there's a time it it'll, it'll come up. yeah, I think so yeah and I'm sure that'll happen before I go mm-hmm. up as well so mm-hmm. um, that's a possible fight as well.
3: It's amazing because you both adapted to the pro game in many ways i mean he's he's still got quite he's still got a beautiful amateur boxing style which is adapted well to the pros where you've got a, I would say that your style is much more um pro appealing. Into, yeah, you know, um, so it just makes that fight such a good fight on paper. You know, it really is a clash of styles. It really
4: is. Is yeah, that what sure. you think? Yeah, yeah, hundred mm. um, percent. You know, we've, we've we've boxed we've boxed three times. We've mm. sparred hundreds of rounds together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's a it, it's a it's obviously a, a big fight out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Good and just kind have got another caller on the line. Um, so I'm going to open the floor to the caller zero. Six zero, zero six zero. Hello, uh, Hello? Hello, how you doing? Who are we speaking with?
0: Yeah, Shane.
2: Yes, how you doing, Shane? Yeah,
0: I'm all good, man, all good, lads. Great show once again. Thank Lovely.
1: you, thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm um, just calling in. Uh, Khalid, love what you're doing so far, man, what you're doing for British boxing and all of that. And, um, yeah, man, I'm following you, man. Keep it up, keep it up, please.
4: Thanks, yeah. man, I really oh, appreciate, I appreciate that.
0: Congratulations, man. Cheers. Yeah, man, I don't know what you're doing still, man. Callie the Immortal, that's what your name means, innit? <laughs> yeah, Cal- that's Cal- right. Cow,
2: Cal- Callie. Cal. It? Wicked name still, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Monica <laughs> Yeah, geez. Now nah, let's call you name, man. Let's give you props. I think you deserve it, so let's call you my bit, man. Cheers. Thanks, right, mate. Thanks, mate. Cheers, thanks, mate. So, cow. just um, just on that, I'm just going to, I guess, I'll suffer it because... One thing I would say, and I and you know we speak open here on raps on t v and one thing I think I'll you know I touched upon your profile being raised more um, and you know me and Gary were kind of discussing, and you know we were watching previous fights, we always do that, but we we don't feel there's a lot out there for you um so there's not a lot of awareness being created for you um do you wanna even just tell us about you know your coaching team and you know not that we'll go to the gym, but the gyms that you're training out of and things like that,
4: yeah, yeah, um. But my, my trainer is Max McCracken. Um, okay, okay. Rob's brother. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know. And how I've, long have you been with? I've I've been with him for since what about three years now. Hmm. So, um, yeah, you know, it's been it's been it's been a great great three years so far, and I was learning and I was looking to improve. Hmm. And and do you
3: travel around? I know oh it's crazy. You're world champion now. Do you still travel around for your sparring? Does all the sparring come up to you? Do you go to different countries? How, how, how is it done, or are you just a homeboy? People come to you. What do you do?
4: No, no, no. I, I um, if, if if I do travel for sparring, I travel to Sheffield and I spar with the uh, the GB lads. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I've still got a great relationship with uh with with everyone up at Team GB. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I got I got a very good relationship with Rob McCracken. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, he helps me out with some of the sparring. Yeah. there um it's very hard for the for the lighter weights you know for for, for, for a small guys it's hard to get yeah that, that real quality sparring mm-hmm. so um with that. So that's guys what i was saying
3: do you is there, any, do, is there any sort of mexicans that you bring over or any little small frenchmen that you bring over or is it or just Japanese? mainly <laughs> done at,
4: at sheffield it's it's ma it's mainly, it's mainly it's mainly done there um yeah when, when, when i start back sparring like, i'll probably start i'll probably start sparring um in a week or two so uh-huh. Um, we'll probably use some local lads, you know, some you know, local pros yeah. um, who are like, you know, these prospects coming through. Um, just get my eye in, and then, and then I'll be, mm-hmm. and then I start sparring with a lot with the lads up in Sheffield. Because all, all the lads up there, they're very quick. Mm. Um, the world class amateurs are yeah. very quick. Mm. Um, they're a lot like pros now with the, with the way yeah. the, with the way the amateur setup is.
3: You know, it goes back to what I always say, you know, by the time you guys go pro, you're probably better, way better than the guys you've been matched up in your first 10 to 12 fights. Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, because you've been boxing the world's best amateurs who are indeed, they're amateur in name only, they're pros, you're all pros, you're all training, the you're living the life as a pro, you're all the way in camp. You know, you get up in the morning. You do, you run or you do your technical session. You rest a couple of hours. You go and do another session. You rest a couple of hours. Sometimes it's three sessions in a day. You know? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and so you pros, you pros before yeah. you've even gone pro. You know what the pro life is by the time you go pro. Is that right?
4: Yeah, one hundred percent. You got it. You've knocked that on the head. Though.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, it's and, a seamless transition.
2: And we had uh, Kyle, mm. we had Chris Congo on uh, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. back, and he firmly believes that a lot of guys in the amateurs mm. are ready to beat seasoned professionals, mm-hmm. um, even at world level. And you know, we were kind of like, really, but then he gave the exceptions. But you know, just listen to what Gary's saying, mm. and listen to yourself. It sounds like the setup. If you are in a a country with a good reputation for mm. boxing, actually, you could really just. Come out and compete, and I think looking at your career, car I think we've seen that because clearly you're undefeated. Um, you fought for various titles. Uh, you were
3: matched up, which I did
2: like. I thought that was a great good opponent that Matchroom
3: did. They matched you up. Yeah, they didn't like have you fighting these you Know regular perennial no. soft losers, you had hard losers when I, you've got soft losers, guys that go over, you give them a body shot, that's it, they're going mm-hmm. over easy. Well, you've got guys that actually kind of think about winning, I mean, yeah. And if you give them an opportunity to win, they will win. And you faced yeah. a lot of these guys and beaten them convincingly. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, when you've won belts, I'm sure you, mm-hmm. when you won the Commonwealth, it was by knockout, the right am I right, the British, yeah, and mm-hmm. then the Continental again, knockout. So... You know, if I look at your record and I see how you've won sort of the biggest challenges early in your career, um, you've really stepped up, especially fighting so many fights in a short time. So, yeah, I think, you know, that experience you're gaining in amateurs is, is steady, mm-hmm. not just yourself, but a lot of guys in good stead. And I think it's helping the scene of boxing because you look at what the formula is now. Guys going mm-hmm. to the Olympics, they get signed, mm-hmm. you know, usually by match or one or the other. But they're going to be competing
3: now. They're going to be fast track so mm. again it's going to help British boxing it's going to help British boxing to a certain extent and no disrespect Cal but um I still believe that boxing needs to find you know sadly you know Nick Blackwell it needs to find yeah. someone like a Nick Blackwell who didn't have such a proficient amateur career but still mm. became British champion Yeah, and be yeah. a good fighter to do it mm. you know that we need that story as yeah. well because I mean don't get me wrong it's like when Luke Campbell was getting ready to fight um Tommy Coyle Tommy no. Coyle, yeah. yeah. When he got ready for Tommy Cole, and everybody, you know, people became fanatics. The mm. fans that thought Coyle could win mm. were convinced he could win. I yeah. didn't think he stood a chance simply mm. because I always say hashtag levels. Luke Campbell, yeah. former Olympic champion, yeah. been a pro since he was a boy, basically. He lived the life of a pro. Got into the Team GB yeah. system. Continued to do that. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, Tommy Cole's never been, never boxed anyone of that level, yeah. amateur or pro. Mm. So the grade, you know, there's a grade that these guys like Cal and Luke have that by the time they go to pro, when they fight these guys like a Tommy Cole, they mm. need, a Tommy Cole would have to be the exception to the rule. Yeah, He'd have to be extra tough, yeah. extra better at what he does. And mm. I never, ever saw that in this fight, Yeah, you know, which is now obviously Cal's now way above that. He's now, he's further along the line than Luke Campbell now. Yeah. Oh, he, he's a world champion. Luke's, clearly. I wouldn't got say Luke's nowhere near it, but mm. I don't see But Luke. if you look at his division, mm. I mean, we weren't touching it too
2: much, but you yeah. look at his division, it's tough. Um, yeah. A guy I will say who I think could be you Know not in that GB setup, but it could go on to do good things. I think there's a guy called Craig Richards. I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with him, but I like his style. I like how impressive he is in his yeah. fights, how he's getting guys out there. There's a few there. of them around, and his... there are a few yeah, of them as Jack well. Jack Catterall, do you know yeah. Jack
3: Catterall the light yeah, 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 yeah. No. Jack Catterall? I do yeah. like, oh, yeah. I so, think he'll beat a lot of good. I, mean, are... I personally think he'll beat Tyrone Nurse yeah. right now, okay. You know, and that's no, and I've known Tyrone many years, but yeah. I just don't think, say, for example, like Tyrone's you know, he's boxed in good. Puts good levels of competition mm-hmm. yeah. recently, but he's not hurt anyone. So yeah. every fight tends to be a drag him out. Mm. You know when Catterall does bang. so that's a fight I'd like to see yeah. down the road.
2: Yeah. So again, you know we, we, we're we're excited. So Cal, big news this week. We're going to get your commentary get commentary on it. Um, big news: uh, Brooke versus Spence Junior. Uh, what do you think about the fight?
4: oh you know that's a brilliant fight that's one I'm really really looking forward to yeah. I think it's a it's the biggest fight out there in the welterweight division you know it's, I know you've got Thurman and um, mm. Garcia but I think that fight for me is um, it's a massive fight yeah it's, mm. it's a massive we, we, we...
3: All right without any bias how do you see it
4: well it depends really um, mm-hmm. if 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 everything's going to find the training for for Cal um, if he's got no issues with the weight mm. um and it just depends on what, if anything's been taken out of him in the Golovkin yeah. fight. Yeah. Um, if he's if he's a hundred percent, he wins a fight. If he's eighty percent, I don't think he wins a fight. Yeah, uh, he's
3: going to have to be a hundred percent.
4: It's going to have to be 100%. Yeah. a hundred percent. From Spence's 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 a young hungry fighter, and um, I've seen him many times fight. So he's from, a good fight.
2: And Cal, just from a, I guess from a from from the insider professional view. In terms of the eye, you know, you might have people saying that, oh, Brook's going to go back into this fight. His orbital's going to be damaged. He's protecting it. He's going to change his style. Talk to us how you feel that should, wouldn't be an issue in terms of the British Board of Boxing allowing him to fight for, for this fight.
4: Well, obviously, the the British Boxing Board of Control knows that he's had that injury. So I think mm-hmm. they'll, they'll keep a close eye on that in itself. But um, obviously you know, you'll have to have medical checkups and things like that. Like I've just had to do my medical for the, year. um, mm-hmm. had my brain scan, uh, eye tests, mm-hmm. bloods, everything has to be done. So there's a thorough checkup mm. to make sure that you're fitting off to box. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they'll, they'll keep a close eye on that with Cal. Yeah. And in terms of
2: yourself, you just mentioned you're going through your tests. Um, have you started training yet or when are you do are you doing camp anytime soon?
4: Yeah. So, um, I started the, year just training three days a week, just mm-hmm. ticking over. Yeah. And, uh, from Monday, I'll start training uh, five days a week. Does Instead it get, 12, does it get
3: any harder, or you would you say that if you weren't going into this fight as world champion, would it be yeah. a bit harder to get up
4: in the morning and go for a run, or do you feel that you feel more inspired now? Oh no, no, I'm I'm I'm, I'm even more hungry for success now. <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> good, train
3: like a challenger. Yeah, that's right. That's train like a challenger.
4: That's 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 what we like to hear. So,
2: so Kyle, obviously, um, one thing we'd like to discuss, and we, and we'll let our listeners know. Um, obviously, we will be attending your fight, um, but we hope to obviously get you to you know discuss potentially don- donating some tickets for our listeners so they can get to watch you in the flesh. So, just to let the listeners know, um, we're going to be offering some Kaya fight tickets. So, do you want to just tell the fans and listeners what they would look forward to when they see you in the arena in Birmingham?
4: Well, uh, the, the, expect a very loud, la- very loud atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> um, when that ring walk's happening, but not only not only me, my brother will be my brother will be in, a, in action as well. Um, mm. So we'll he'll be looking to put on a display. He always tries to put on a display. Um, <laughs> he's very it's very explosive. He's ve- he's all action. So. He, he's never in a boring fight, um, and obviously there's other there's other Birmingham fighters like the likes of Sam Eginton and Frankie Gavin that potentially will be on there as well. Yeah,
2: Eginton's yeah, yeah. got to get through um, Malignaggi if he can. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: that's, yeah, that's that's gonna I'm, be.
4: I'm, I'm I'm hoping he does, and I'm, I'm I hope sure he does. To... Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely a tough like one.
3: Trump supporters so I hope he gets
4: battered.
2: <laughs> 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 so, in, in terms of your brother. um do you want to just tell us a little bit about your brother in terms of what, in terms of, you know, his style, but the division, just for our listeners, I'm familiar, but do you want to just let the listeners know what division to look out for him in?
4: Yeah, he's in the Super Bantamweight division. He's 10-0, Commonwealth champion. Mm. Um, he's out in Germany on March 11th, fighting on the, on the Sauland uh, card. Just to, He's been out for seven months with an ankle injury. Yes. So um, he's just getting out there and then he's, he's back in the title fight on May 13th. Perfect, makes perfect, perfect. So, listen, Cal.
3: What's so, oh, so, so, you know, Super Bantamweight, that's another really, really interesting division for you, brother. So, he'll be looking at the. um, He'll be looking at Jazza Dickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone like that. Gavin McDonald. Gavin McDonald. Yeah. Kid Galahad, who's a very good He's gone fighter. up to Featherweight now. Oh, he's gone up to Featherweight, hasn't he? Yeah, Kid yeah. Galahad, yeah. He's,
4: a, he's another good friend of ours. Or mm. of ours or. Do you
3: see so you move around with him
4: regularly? Um, no, I haven't. My brother does though.
3: Yeah. Oh, that must be. Oh, I wouldn't mind watching that spot. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't so mind watching that spot. I'll pay money for that one.
2: Def- definitely. I think we'll uh, we we'll like to just see you guys you guys training it, it, yourself So um, so, Kyle, do you want to just shout out your social medias where the listeners can follow you? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that.
4: Yeah, all, all of them are all at I am Yaph I am underscore So you get it. Um, so yeah, if anybody wants to keep keep an eye on my career. Mm-hmm. See what I get up to day to day life on Snapchat or Twitter or Instagram. Just give me a shout on there.
2: Definitely. No so throws. Again, Cal, uh, listen, it's been an honor speaking to you. Real pleasure. Um, really enjoyed the good insight. Um, and we thank you for, for coming onto the show again. Uh, Gary, do you want to say anything to Cal before you go? Yeah,
3: mate. To- it's the same as, you know, real pleasure to have had you. First time I've spoken to you. I've obviously um, followed you from the like, the amateurs through, and it's nice to see. The progression that's gone all the way is—it's it? not. It's not. Like I would. You know, everybody thinks oh, twenty-one and oh smooth progression, but you and I and I know you have probably had to overcome a lot of injuries.
4: Yep. Family
3: <laughs> crap from time to time because they put that at your doorstep, and you—you <laughs> you just had to. You've had to just keep on getting on because, as you've seen, you've probably. You know, one thing I have what I like to see is talent manifest itself mm-hmm. and not just rely on its talent yeah actually you have a work ethic mm-hmm. exactly you know i'm pretty much sure that you you're you're very proud of yourself now because you've actually put the work in this hasn't been a given for you and um and it won't continue to be you're going to have to fight for everything so it's just been an absolute pleasure to see your career progressing we want to see you in the big fights we want to see you bring the glamour to the super flyweights and the bantamweight division i don't i've got no doubt over the next few years yeah, definitely echo that. We want to see the big fights in the
2: UK so we can uh, just make a quick drive down to uh, up to Birmingham, up to or Birmingham. if it's in the 0 02, then even better. So, Cal, again, thank you for your time. Um, have a great evening, and we'll be in touch around tickets and stuff for the listeners.
4: No, thanks for having me, man. It's been Take a pleasure.
2: Take care, mate. Take
3: care.
4: Pleasure.
2: pleasure. Take care. Cheers. Good guy, guy listeners. So, yeah, that's Cal, your five WBI uh, champion. Um, WBA champions, so just going to talk a little bit about some news of the week that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, last weekend we had uh, Easter Jr. versus Cruz. Easter mm. Jr. got the victory again, good go, def- first yeah. defense. But that division now, oh, such a flanagan su- you know what, it's Garcia, a, yeah, man, there's come some on, real to
3: good fighters in that division, lightweight, light a world away, light middle. My gosh, if
2: this proper, isn't the era to get yeah. some fantastic cracking fights and yeah. take elevate yeah. boxing then yeah. I mean I don't know what's going to come through I mean
3: he's, I think Easter Junior um, if he fought Mark, Mikey Garcia Garcia would beat him I think so I think Garcia would beat him because you can't you can't leave your chin in the yeah. air too long with Garcia. Yeah. Issa Jr. is very aggressive, but yeah. he's not great on head movement after yeah. he punches. And when you so, fight a Garcia, man, yeah. you've got to be on point. you got to be on point. I mean, you saw sort of yeah. the Richard Comey fight mm. with Issa Jr. Comey
2: is a good fighter, mm. and obviously he's Ghana. Yeah. i got respect for Ghana. Him, but Exactly, but he took him to the. He tested him, yeah. took him to the wire. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Garcia would let that happen. No, I think Garcia um,
3: and come also up. you know, listen, let's, 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 you know I'm not sleeping on my boy Terry Flanagan. You know, that's at any era, tough fighter. Yeah. He might get beat by all these guys, yeah, but, but they're gonna nice. know they've been in a fight. If you beat, if Garcia beats you, in my mm. mind, apart from probably Easter Junior, if Lenares
2: beats mm. you, Garcia beats you. Yeah. There's no. Shame, yeah, there's no shame in my mind because that's is... and then you've got the guys coming up. So, if yeah. their mandatories become guys like mm. Felix Fidejo, oh,
3: Fidejo, yeah, because he had the motorcycle crash. Um, he hasn't boxed since yet, has he? He hasn't had his comeback fight yet.
2: No, he fought two weeks ago. Did he fight? He weeks won two, ago? yeah, he won he won two weeks nice, ago. He yeah. fought together if two Excellent. weeks ago and he got his Excellent. got the victory, yeah. We did talk yeah, about that, we spoke about
3: about yeah. About, uh, yeah, and um, Shavikov. yeah. Some good fighters. Some it, good, fights, like, in some good so fights in that division. So I
2: think, it? again, you know, we're just going to be promoting, promoting the sport mm-hmm. of boxing for you guys to keep looking out for these boxers that may be mm. not immediately on your radar, mm. but they're definitely ones to look out. You know, you've got linares Cole's rematch that's happening in yeah. March. So again, yeah. how is that going to shake I've up the division? Watching,
3: I've been watching a lot of, um, I'm a big fan of Linares' coach, yeah. um, Ishmael Salas, mm-hmm. Um um, I remember when he came over to work with David Hay for a while, and that was great. It didn't work out, and David ended up with shame by the snow. You know, mm. everything happens for a reason. But he's a great coach, and um, Linares is such a great product to have. You know, he's so slick. And I, I did put on Facebook today. I, you know, this guy epitomizes slickness. Mm. You know, he's just, you know, it just looks effortless. Yeah. You know, and the same shots that he was throwing on the pads. Mm-hmm those are real shots those yeah. are shots you'll see those combos those you will see, see in a fight crawler yeah. yeah. you know and um it's whether anthony has got plan b they tried plan a last time it, it wasn't enough it wasn't enough against this guy and you know it's really interesting you know and what joe gallagher is going to come up with for this fight yeah, i mean you know? i think that's going to be the key thing for me mm. is gallagher's
2: input i felt and i, I know this whole story about crawler always done well does better in the second fight that could mm. be true but i was there at that fight and to mm. me Linares... One, i mean yeah. some people in the audience guy, the home crown
3: yeah there's no doubt about it there's that no doubt won. that I for me by about four rounds. that's
2: what i mean and but in the you know the people that were the more biased for crawler was like uh, it was close yeah, for me it wasn't really it real close
3: you. Pe- people you know what I, what i've realized with boxing what boxing has taught me over the years is love boxing mm-hmm. love who you love but don't become a blind fanatic yeah. don't be like a blind arsenal no. supporter yeah yeah yeah, don't be like a blind ass Okay, Listen, <laughs> I had uh, to get he had to get that had one. I Shots fired, and I'm not even,
2: I can't even respond. I'm not wearing a bulletproof. Well, no, I didn't fire the shots. <laughs> Bayern Munich did, bro. So what I will say as well, um, and a fighter that I held in the highest and highest of esteem, growing through my teens and early stage watching boxing, is fighting this Friday, you know, fight which I don't really understand, Roy Jones mm. Jr. I'm not going to talk about it yeah. too much, but. Gary, I mean, what do we... When we talk
3: about boxers being able to mm. not just secure their legacy, just letting it go. Listen, there's a, one reason why the man's fighting. Mm. It can only be one yeah. reason at this age, right? I spar regularly now, mm. right? I spar with some young kids. Yeah. Some big men as well think they mm. can tump me up. But mm. the old shogun shows them what it's about, yeah? <laughs> okay. But I realise that I'm beating up on men who don't really know boxing like how I know it. Mm. So my little tricks and that yeah. can get me through the sparring and I mm. get a good workout out of it. But I do it for fun. Mm. This guy is risking... Every, I mean, he's already sullied his legacy just yes. by who's knocked him out. No disrespect to Enzo like Macronelli. Then, man, they should not be able to you know hold a candle to him. Yeah. And we've seen Danny Green destroy him. We saw him get destroyed just past his peak. Mm. You know? And... You know, by um, Antoine Tarver and the like. So now it's just going from... It's becoming... It's becoming worse than Car Crash TV. Because you know what? Mm -hmm. I haven't watched any of these fights. I didn't watch the Macronelli defeat. I haven't watched the Danny Green. I've I've only gone by hearsay because I want to remember... It's getting tough though. I want to remember Roy Jones as I remember Roy Jones. So all yeah. I do, when I put on Roy Jones on my YouTube, I'm watching highlights. Yeah. I'm watching the real lights. I'm watching one of the greatest fighters of the last 30 or 40 years. So I don't want that solid. It all, it just reminds me so much of the reason why Sugar Ray Robinson carried on past mm. his peak. Because he was Brock. Yeah. You know, and Getting beat yeah, by the yeah, likes of Joey Archer, you know, who couldn't, you know, Terry Downs, then man can't hold a candle to him. No disrespect to him, yeah, they can't hold a candle to him. So it's the same, same horrible, you know. This game, this is what this game does, man. You get to That's a certain you... standard of living, and you will need to sort of maintain it. You you can't just go. But what I don't understand is what are HBO paying one of the best color, color commentators out there? Because he is one of the best. Yeah. What is it? They're obviously not
2: paying him enough. I mean, well, but at the same time, there's a lot of... You could argue there's a lot of competition for for those Mm. roles Um, Mm -hmm. in terms of Andre Ward is now part of that camp. I don't know whether that's moved him off. I love Roy Jones, but if we're going to say is he the most articulate? No, he knows how to explain boxing. But... You know you need to be sometimes focused when you're listening to him see, Sometimes I mean, it does go off. But <laughs> it right? Like, right. Right, it's just I mean, when I look and I just think about some of the guys he's lost him, I'm like, yeah. no, it's a shame. So yeah. guys on that note, um we're gonna we're gonna sign off. So if you do get to watch Roy Jones Jr., make sure you don't do it. And um <laughs> so Gary, do you
3: wanna shout out your Twitter, Instagram, all of that? Gary sixty eight and on my Instagram and Gary Logan sixty eight on my Twitter. And, and you can just find me as Gary Logan, good old Gary Logan on Facebook.
2: And for be... us, for it's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's yeah. Raps on TV. You're going to hear us say that, all of that, all of that, because it's all of that, you make sure you follow us. So it's been a great show. Um, thanks for listening. Those guys that are going to download the podcast, hope you eventually call in. We're going to have some big guests lined up in the next few weeks. Bigger and better, that's Raps on TV. Andrew Selby. Andrew Selby, and big up, Carrier Fire WBA Superfly, which have a little world. Yeah, baby.